It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live. All right, welcome everyone back again to another episode of Bible Study here at the House of David. I am Pastor Keith Allen, along with my wife Summer Allen, in the uh, body of Christ here at the House of David. Uh, we will be talking about 1 Samuel chapter 3 tonight. So uh, let's go ahead and pray and get started, all right? With our minds clear and our hearts on God. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father God, we come to you in prayer in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, your one and only begotten Son. We thank you for this blessed word tonight, Lord God. We ask that you minister unto us, dear Lord God, for what you will have us to understand, dear Lord God, for what you will have us to, to know, dear Lord God, and to interpret. We pray in the name of Jesus right now, dear Lord God, that you continue to uplift us and increase each and every one of us in the spirit. And we pray in the name of Jesus right now, dear Lord God, that all obstacles that lay before us, dear Lord God, that you forever light our path, dear Lord God, to make it through without any headaches, dear Lord God, or, 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 or being um, sidetracked through our journey. We ask tonight, dear Lord God, that we come to you in a clear conscience, an open mind, and a heart for you and only you, dear Lord God, as we get into your word. And we thank you for blessing us with the opportunity, dear Lord God, to come together and fellowship in your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. So, third chapter of Samuel is pretty short, really, uh, this week. It wasn't that, um, that much reading, so that's a good thing. <laughs> but it's a lot in there. Because now we got, you know, we got, you know, Samuel and... and I know it never says how old Samuel was, but we do know he was still a kid during this time. Yeah. Right? Now, I've read my King James Version. I've read uh, the, the Standard Version, the New King James Version. I've read the, what is it, NRSV. And I've read like four different versions just to try to get a glimpse of what the scripture was doing here, okay? Um, for the most part, you know, it's it's dealing with Samuel again. He's a kid, and if I don't, I don't know if you guys heard of Josephus. Okay, Josephus is a was a rabbi who lived some years just after Jesus did. Okay, and he he did all these writings that they. Um, the Jewish community actually they they is one of their biggest uh, studies is Josephus, and he did a, a historical you know backdrop on the whole Old Testament, and he found to um, to date Samuel's age during the time of this book writing to be between the tw ages of eight and twelve years old. All right, so 
One version that I read that says Samuel was when he said he was he was asleep, right? Remember that? One version actually said that he was asleep in the house of the Lord. He was in actually sleeping right where the ark was. So that's that's one of the versions that I read said that he was sleeping right where the ark was. So he was in the holy of holies, asleep. So if you understand that, you understand why he heard the voice of God, right? Because he's, 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 as the, the as the 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 ark of the covenant is a representation of God's throne, the mercy seat, the judgment seat. So he's right there before the throne, right? And what is he doing? He's at rest. So what did God say? What did God say? Coming to my rest, right? So that's what Samuel was doing. So he hears this voice, and just like Peter heard Christ tell him. Do you love me, right? <laughs> Samuel heals God three times. Samuel, Samuel, he goes to Eli, like, did you call me? God's like, no, go back to sleep. The third time, Eli realized that God was called, talking to, to Samuel, trying to call him. And we should all, again, as God said, my children know my voice. So in this, we know that when God calls us, we should know his voice. Yes. Like I told, like I told, I, I told you my testimony. When I heard God, I knew it was Him. Right, and that's what that's what you know. Samuel, at this tender age, he's he hears a voice. He just don't know who it is. And then Eli, Eli had to let him know who you know who um who was calling him. Right. So. With that being said, we got to remember that God calls us at any hour of the day or night, okay? It's not all about when we're standing up in the middle of the day. It's bright lights out and everything. So you have to remember that when God calls you, it can be when you're just waking up, when you're about to go to sleep. You know, after a hard day's work, he can call you at any time. The question is, are you going to answer the call? Because Samuel answered the call three times. He did answer. He just didn't realize who was doing the calling. Yeah. And so, um, and so, with that being said, he he needed a little guidance, and that, and it's okay to need some guidance, right? We all yeah. need, we all need it now and then. Yeah. So Eli told him, go back, and when you hear a voice again, say, yes, Lord, it's your servant. I hear you. And so he he, he recognizes God. He acknowledges God, and God tells him the, 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 uh, the punishment that he's going to put down on the house of Eli, which is that, you know, Eli's house will be abolished, and it will be no more. Unfortunately, because as Mother uh, Faith has spoke about last week, Eli refused to correct his sons. He just let them go about their way doing wrong. They're in the office of priests, and they're out there stealing from people and doing all kind of um, mischievous things. And so you have to think that... Um, yeah. So... Um, 
ahead. So, um, did you guys get a chance to read this chapter by any chance? Yeah. Okay. So, God God works with 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 Samuel now. Yeah. So, so you see how that torch has already passed. Yeah. God is like, I'm done with Eli because you didn't do a thing, right? I needed you to do a thing, and you didn't do it. So now I have to correct my house. Y'all have my house in turmoil. You got people talking about my house. Yeah. And we see that everywhere we go from the time of Jesus to today. People got the house of God in disarray. So you know that old saying, get your house in order? Well, you got to get God's house in order too. Yeah. Because there's a lot of bickering and moaning and, and, and backbiting and, and, and everything else going on in the church today. Mm-hmm. So we can't have that in the house of God. No. no. And, and I know we, we, we touched on this a few weeks ago where we have to, we have to check ourselves, not, not only as individuals, but as a body of Christ. Like I said, if we see one another at a fault, we should be able to come to one another and we should be able to accept the, the, the uh, corrective criticism as well as give it in a loving way because we need God's house in order. Without that, God's going to take the torch out of our hands. Yes. You see what Eli did, and what did Eli, uh, Eli is like, okay, what did God tell you? He's like, you know, don't hide anything from me. I need to know what God said to you because he's curious. And Samuel passes on the message that God is going to do away with your house because yes. you, you, you've allowed your sons to run amok through this place. And as we always say confirmation, if you go back, um, remember there was another prophet in, in the first chapter that told Samuel, uh, told Eli these same words. There was a prophet that told him this already. So Samuel, not even knowing that this prophet told him this, knew that it was, Eli knew that it was confirmation. And once you get confirmation, God saying He's going to do something, you know it is done. Because God, God is God is the God of His word. He'll say, "I'm going to do away with your house," but He also will give you a chance to correct yourself. And in the midst of of God waiting on you to correct yourself, if you don't act in a timely manner, then God's word, you know, it starts to get, you know, it starts to go in motion. It starts to move now. So, so just know that. Um, but I had a few questions um, about this chapter to you guys, if you don't mind me asking questions, that is. Yeah. <laughs> All right, as far as God's voice, have any one of you guys actually heard anything like that, like with God? called you, or you heard that voice like God speaking to you any kind of way, and what was your reaction, if so? Well, for me, um, just two nights ago, I was um, 
I was lying down in my bed, and um, the voice of the Lord said, um, why stand ye here gazing? And I'm like, oh, Jesus, why stand ye here gazing, looking in, looking into the heavens? And I'm missing because it's one o'clock. So I get up with, you know, I'm pretty just as I am. Oh, thank you, Jesus, trying to soothe back the Holy Spirit so I can go back to bed. I'm like, oh, God, thank you, Jesus, bless the Lord on my soul, trying to just calm himself so I can go to bed because it's not a
I hear the voice like when when you watch that Moses show and Jesus and when God is calling Moses Moses I that's the same kind of voice that I hear. It said, This is my son that who I'm well pleased. So that that was the that was the last time I hear. Okay. And did, 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 did you answer or did you just just shrug it off? I mean, what, what, what did you do? I, I, don't, I don't think I have an answer, but it's just that this is my son who I'm well pleased. Okay. Yeah, so that, that's, that's what I, I did get. Did I tell you? Yeah, you were sure. Yeah. yeah, so I always wonder if I, if I forget something. If I, if I tell you this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but um, yeah, but it was it was really shocking to me. Uh, Seem like when you hear that voice, yeah, that audio voice that yeah, this is my son who I'm well pleased that I was sleeping and I jumped. Yeah, yeah. So I, I hear that voice and it. Man, I guess I guess y- y'all sleeping too much. God, keep waking y'all up. Like like them 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 old dudes in the west. I I sleep when I die. And just 
hear. Mm-hmm. So this is how God speaks sometimes. We speak through a song, you know, a song just starts to play, and, and God just starts ministering in that song into your spirit. So this is how God speaks to me most times in the Word. Or from the other day again, um, with what's happening right now, it's just like some uneasiness is in your spirit. And you know God is speaking to you regarding some other. I saw the morning before I left, I said, God, it is not finished. You know, based on what we have we have done on Wednesday night, we have spoken over, and I was praying, and I was at my bedside, and I said, God, this is not finished. It's like something in me was saying, it's not over, it's not finished. Right. So when the word came out Sunday morning from um, um, Sister Summer and Nadine, I realized that God was really speaking because I heard it bright and clear that it was not finished. You know, exactly. We, 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 we said it, but we, we haven't completely um, looking to what, what, what we were saying. So right. God has Sister Summer to come with that word to remind us that this is important. Yep. You know, so we hear the word and we take heed to the word. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes, indeed. But just, uh, just imagine an uh, 8 to 12-year-old in the Holy of Holies, sleeping. That's where he was sleeping, went in his bed. Because most verses you read, was it says, you know, he, he was sleeping, but it never says where. Like I said, the one version, I think it was the NIV that I read, that said he was sleeping in the, in the place where the ark was, which is the Holy of Holies. That's the only place it would be. Yeah. And so he's like... I don't know if you're catnapping, you're in a power nap. I don't know what it, what's going on. <laughs> but you know, you know, you know that, that's the innocence of the child. Yeah. Because if you know anything about the holy of holies, they literally like when um, Zechariah went in there, and anybody that goes in there, you know, you go in there that once a year, they would tie a rope around your ankle, because if you went in there and God was displeased with anything. You're dropping dead. Yeah. And they're not coming in there after you because they're going to drop dead. Yeah. So the rope that's around your ankle was used to pull you out, <laughs> to pull your dead body out if you, if, you, if you didn't make it. You know, and um, this little kid didn't have that fear. That's he, what I was going to say, pulling that fear. Yes, and he, he went to God in, with, with other innocence to say, you know, I wanted to, hey, if this is where God is, this is where I want to be. I'm going to sleep right here next to him. Because, you know, it always said in, in the scripture, when you read the very first uh, few verses here, it says, uh, and the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. Now, a lot of people get that confused, like he's ministering to God. What it means is that he's allowing himself to be open so God can minister unto him. So he's ministered to God, and then it says, And the word of the Lord was precious in those days, meaning that it was very far in between. It wasn't like God didn't speak to a lot of people during those times because it was a bunch of turmoil going on, and God like, you know what, I'm about to cut y'all off. You know, because, you know, as the story, you know, goes, goes, you know, what happens along the way, you know, God's like, no more. Because 
and you're gonna see when one of the scriptures God tells them before he uh anoints Saul as the king, he says, No more will I speak to you, but you will hear what I have to say, in other words, through a prophet. God say, I'm done talking to you. Now you will hear from the prophets. And that's that's how my word will be delivered, because he just got tired of people just ignoring and not taking heed to his word. So it says, you know, the, the word was precious in those days, and there was no open vision. Yeah, I was shocked to hear that. Wow. Was None. So it was like, can you imagine? But, you know, even Christ came back and said the same thing, you know, about, you know, we, we're going to be asleep for a while. Because he said, then come the end times where young men will have visions. And what is Samuel? He's a young man. He's only like 12, 8, eight or 12 years old. Having visions, hearing the word of God, and this is in in what in in you know dreams of dreams of of of, of all the the things to come. Back then, it was like you know something that was like lost because the people, not to say they didn't believe in God, but they had forgotten Him, and we definitely don't want that for our generations. No, we want to we want to keep spreading the word, and like I said, we have a platform in this nation where we're able to do that. Yeah. And so we 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 truly got to get on the ball and do that. Mm-hmm. We got we got to spread the word because we have the right to do it without anyone hindering us to do it. Mm-hmm. So instead of us sitting back saying. Oh, they're preaching the wrong thing. They're they're teaching the wrong thing. Let's go out and do something about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what Jesus did. They teach the wrong thing. They preach the wrong thing. Let me go out and spread the truth. That's what we got to do. We can't sit back and talk about it. We got to do something. Yeah. We got to do something. But that's what God God moved in in Samuel to do something, because you notice at the end of this of this chapter, it talked about how God, you know, appeared again uh, in Shallow, for the Lord revealed Himself to Samuel in Shallow by the word by the word of the Lord. So He's, you know, He's becoming very known yes. by the people, yeah, because. Like I said in the, in the chapter before, you notice every time something crazy happened, it always reverted back to Samuel dropping down and just letting God deal with him. Like, okay, all this craziness going on around me, I'm going to stop. Let me get with the Lord. And the Lord started ministering unto this young man. This is a kid. Who's supposed to, he's an understudy. Yeah. And he's, he's doing better than the grown-ups. The two grown-ups run out there. With uh uh you know fitness and uh, what's his name out there acting crazy, yeah. they're supposed to be his example. Yeah. They're supposed to be the heirs. Their father is the is the priest. They're yeah. supposed to be the heirs. But it was passed on to him. Yes. 
Because one way or another, God is going to get his house in order. He said that in his word. I will start with my house. Come judgment, he's going to start with his house. That's why in Revelations, Jesus started with his house. Yeah. And he started talking about those seven churches. He's like, look, y'all need to get it right. Not say he, he, he didn't love what they were doing. He appreciated what they were doing because you notice he acknowledged he what they were doing. the good things that they were doing. But he said, I need you to be better, though. It's, um, it's true. Like um, I didn't get a chance to say the word that I was uh, getting, but um, even on Sunday, because the Lord, he talks to me a lot. So it's uh, mostly a conversation, you know, for me. Um, and on Sunday, when... Um, I went to him for a word. The first thing he said to me was, you haven't spent enough time with me. Wow. <laughs> the Lord just, you know, he he's truthful. And that's why I love, you know, I love him. He don't, he don't beat around the bush. He don't mess around. Yeah. He is straight up with his, conversation and he and, and when he desires you, he desires you. That's the reason why I laughed when Nadine was like, Okay, in the middle of the night, okay, it's now. It's like it, it is what it is. I don't care where you at, I don't care what you doing. Because, you know, I'll be at at work and it's like go back to the closet and come talk to me. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I'm at work. <laughs> I'm at work. The Lord will literally stop everything, and I just have to trust him. Literally, I have meetings, and they can't even start the meeting without me. They'll tell me later, oh, we couldn't even, like, WebEx, the, the conference call wasn't working and all this other stuff, and, and I'm over here thinking I'm going to get in trouble because I'm not on the call, but the Lord takes care of it. Yeah. He just, he wants his time when he wants his time. And, oh, yeah. and, it's, and it's, you know, crucial to be there at the moment that he summons you. So we kind of like got it twisted like you guys were saying, like, okay, let me give time to the Lord. And it's like, no, he is the king. You are the servant. You are the one that comes to him and asks him if he would hear you. And if he summons you, Meaning that if he calls for you to come into the court, you know, to the inner court, you better come. Mm-hmm. And especially if you have a call on your life like Jonah, mm-hmm. you better come. Mm-hmm. You better come. And I don't want to hear nothing. You know, he's like he's like a father. Like I said, I don't want to hear nothing. I don't want to hear nothing about that. So, you know, it's... um. Like you guys said, it's, it's very important for us to, to listen and heed to the voice of the Lord. But also, we need to yield to the unctioning of the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. Because the Holy Ghost, like, will move you to do something. Put a pressure on you to do a thing. Whether it's give this person some money. Give your jacket away. Make a left. Make a right. Walk down here and turn around this corner and visit whatever the, the, the Holy Spirit is unctioning you to do. 
And a lot of times we'll feel like that's something simple or insignificant, and we don't do it. And then we find out on the other end when we should have done it. And then we know that was the Lord, right? Mm -hmm. We sit up there and reason it away, and it's like, I need you to move quickly. The moment is now. The moment is now. The moment is now. Just like you were saying when getting up in the end. God needs that open vessel. God needs that open vessel. He said, I need an open vessel right now to do this thing. Are you going to get up and you going to go do it? And I remember at one point in my life when I first came to the Lord, I was a little, and I have to be honest, I was a little bit more in tune with the Spirit of God in doing things because I didn't have so many responsibilities in my life. It was just me. Mm-hmm. And if I was going to walk off the job, I'd walk off the job. If I'm going to do this or do that, if I'm going to quit, or if I'm gonna quit, I would just listen to God and just do what he told me to do. Mm-hmm. And so when you walk that way, um, I was telling Nadine about a, a, a dream that I had not too long ago, and I'll, and I'll stop there, but I, that not too long ago, but it was like years back. I'm sorry. Dreams I had years back, and I was seeing a vision of God, and these steps were in front of me. And I would walk. You know how you see stepping stones? And it's like nothing all around. Like say if I'm in outer space somewhere, there's like nothing all around. And there's just these steps. And I'm walking on these steps, and I'm walking towards God. And as I move my foot off a step behind me, it drops down. But in front of me, there wasn't really, like, like there were steps coming up. You know what I mean? But I was thinking that I was trying to just keep going forward to go on to the steps, and if I go to the next step or whatever, I'd make it. But I started to see the, it seemed like the stones were, like, going down in front of me. But I really didn't know that they were actually coming up to meet me, that I had to just keep moving by faith from step to step to step to step. Now, if I put my foot out, that the step would come up to meet me. You understand that? So it's like that in your faith walk with God. Move, and then God will go ahead and put the step up underneath you to catch you, and you will not fall. But to move like that is in complete and utter faith in God, and you cannot move to the right or to the left. You've got to listen to what the Holy Ghost is telling you to do and the movements that he's telling you to make. And do not doubt. That's a, that's a high calling in, in God, you know, and um, definitely Samuel was one of those people. Yeah. If you look at his life, he was one of those people. He just stepped out. And that was it. It was done. Yeah. So funny, Sonny, you, you said that, Sister Soma, because that's the same reason me and Nadine was doing it. And I, I know we never talked that pastor here or anything. So it was so funny when pastor put out that text today. You know, I have to go and research the word. What was that? Dharma. And I researched the word and I showed it to Nadine because we were driving. And I said the word hit me so hard that I had to Google the word and look into it. And it talked everything about, I don't even think pastors really going to you know, the <laughs> <laughs> don't want you to sit on your Oh, God. And it wow. hit me so hard. You know that I said, Darman? 
God, I show this to many, and I'm saying, if everything negative in your gift, God, when God is speaking to you, as you said, and as I said, it's not really sometimes a word, but it's that uneasiness in your spirit, like, for example, a few Sunday ago, I sent out the message to, to you, Sister Command Pastor, to ask if I can lead on a Sunday morning in a uh, intercessory prayer. Yes. Right, right, right. That's something that God is uneasy in my spirit, and I need to step out and do it. Yes. And I was saying to Lady, it doesn't mean that I'm going to do it every Sunday, but I can assign other people to do it. And when Pastor said, oh, that text today, it's in line definitely with, with, with that, that which was in my spirit to do. And sometimes, again, I kind of like when we, we, we become very bold and don't really, you know, I wonder if it's going to make, I wonder if people going to think, and I wonder, because I'm that person where I kind of watch movement and I watch everything that is negative. I would say very negative, and I need to break that down because, you know, it's like God said to um, Samuel that Eli, that his son didn't honor him. Mm-hmm. And because he didn't honor him, he will choose out a man who will honor his it's name. Insane. And I love that person. So when God puts something in our spirit and we, we undermine it because of people, we are we are undermining God and the gift of God issue that is within us. Right. So I'm kind of dealing with myself where that is concerned because I know pastor doesn't have heart, so I'm sister, so I doesn't have heart. And by now, we are to know who you guys really are and not being afraid. And I understand that we have been places where we were bullied and, and put down. But in this circle, I no wonder why the enemy is, is, is out. So, and the enemy got to be out. And we got to get used to that, that the enemy got to be out. Because as I said already, we are building. And because we are building that. God knows what he has had us in our work to do. The enemy gonna come and do stuff that if we are not lying up, we gonna get so confused in what God is doing. But if we continue on the trend that pastor sent out today and as individuals and put God before, respect one another, respect the gift that is in one another, we can do it and we can do anything. So it's for me to kind of Reeling myself when when I when I feel in you know, place or it's like not important or it's like people not gonna accept it or whatever life the enemy is telling there. It's for me to conquer that and be bold and step out and say, Pastor, can I do this? Or can I do this? Because if God is leading it on my heart and I don't, it's God not gonna rebuke no one, it's gonna rebuke me because that's what He put into my spirit. So I agree with what um, you just said, Sister Summer. You know, it actually makes sense. And what is that thing that Pastor sent out today? Because if God assigned you for something, you're not going to get away from it. And if the Spirit keeps prompting for you, don't do it. God don't need you. God can choose other people to do His work. He mentioned yeah, that. Yes, right. he can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. He will. That's, yeah. that's, and that's what it's all about. Like Samuel, like he answered the call. I said, you know, he was an understudy to Eli, but yeah. he knew whatever God told him, it, it, it was what it was. Yeah. He, he, at this point, you no longer answer to Eli. You answer to God. Mm-hmm. Right? So, and just like Mother Faith said, if, if God asks you to do something, 
you, you got to do that thing. You can't sit there and, and, and try to bottle it up. Like Christ said, you can't take the, 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 the candlestick and, and hide it under a bushel. You, you, yeah. you, you got to let it shine. Just like Jesus, too, when he was a kid and he went off into to the, 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 synagogue. the synagogues and his parents asked him, where were you? And he's like, I'm doing my, 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 my father's business. <laughs> you know, I'm, I, I have to do it, even though sometimes you will get opposition. Sometimes you are going to get some people who are not in the spirit of God at that moment. They're in the flesh. Mm-hmm. and you're in the spirit, and that's going to be a war where you come and you say, hey, I got a word from the Lord, and they try to say, no, you're going to get sit down. And the Lord is saying to you, open your mouth and speak. And, and, you know and, what I mean? So there's that and, and just to give you guys a, a, a history of how God's word actually used to work, um, and this is why, you know, when he said when Jesus went to the synagogue, he stood up to teach. Yes. Right? Well, the old ways of the synagogue was, even though the high priest was there and everybody was there, if he didn't get a word from the, from the Lord, he didn't say a word. Amen. Everybody sat down. And until somebody got a word from God, that was it didn't matter who it was. So if you got a word from God, whoever got the word would stand up and deliver it. That's the way it used to work. So, you know, the way we do it today is we, we, we became the, you know, the, you know, the, the, the one head gives, the, you know, the word right. all the time. Right. right. A prepared, a, actually, a prepared word. Yes. Where, actually, when you think about it, the way they did it is the way that was done in Acts when they waited on the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. They sat and they waited and they prayed for the Holy Ghost. Yeah, that, that's, that's the way it was. That's the way service was. If there was no word, it was just... Prayer and, and, and supplication. That's all it was. Wow. Um, for Sunday, um, I noticed that, if, I don't know if you guys noticed that I did something different on Sunday. Uh-huh. On uh, Sunday. Um, while I was there, um, I know the Spirit was telling me to, to gather everyone and we, and, and we pray together. And you know, then it shifts where I, 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 um, I, I have to have everyone to have a this moment, you know, welcome to the Holy Spirit and just have a moment with God, you know. But then Mommy was saying now, um, for our intercessor prayer before church, that was like, it's like coming together, holding hands and praying. And pray in welcome the Holy Spirit and pray whatever among us we get that, you know, and saturate this ground and so forth. So, now when you talk that, no, I'm like, wow, that's so clicking with, you know, what was, you know, what they would need for me to do then. Um, it shifts when I just try to. You know, you go a different way still. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's so um, good to see everybody is in in line with different calling. It's like a puzzle. Everybody 
sitting together and the Lord speaking to different different person about different stuff and then when you put it together then you see everything come together, you know. Amen. Do we have anybody on the on the phone line? We don't want to ignore you. But as you can see, the book of Samuel is going to be interesting as we get deeper. In the next chapter, I mean, it hits you so hard because you just saw how this whole thing laid out and then something drastic is going to happen in the next chapter. Something very drastic is going to happen. So read up on that, guys, because next week is going to be you're going to be like, wait a minute, we just went from here to there? It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like you know, you know from, from, yeah, from, zero, from zero to 120 miles an hour, just like that. You know, it's just. It's the call. And that's, it, when you said Samuel, it's the call. It's the call of God. Mr. Summer! <laughs> Answering the call, but respecting the call, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you also have to be diligent with the call, and you have to be committed to the call. Okay. Because anyone can answer it, mm-hmm. but don't mean you're going to do what needs to be done. You know, we I always go back to you know the 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 the, the, the opposition that. Um, that Judas had. That's a calling, whether you like it or not, because somebody had to do it. Someone had to do that. Someone had to be that person to say, you know what, this I know is in me. Mm -hmm. This I can do. Had that been Peter, he wouldn't have done it. As you can see, he, he ran away. So each and every one of us have something in us that we bring to the table, whether we whether we like it or not. But someone has to be dedicated to the call in order to fulfill prophecy. And 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 actually, that was part of what I was getting earlier when I was talking to the ladies on the phone. And uh, someone had said this to me a long time ago. They had said that that God is a great chess player. And um, back then, like I said, I didn't, um, I, I understood, but I didn't understand to the extent that I understand now to where he is a great strategist. Like the Bible calls him a master builder. You know, in order to build certain architectural buildings and not have the whole thing fall, Mm-hmm. People have to understand the science of creating that building. And you've got to put counterweights mm-hmm. into play. And so meaning that sometimes you've got to use some things that are positive and negative. sometimes you've got to use things that are negative to get an outcome that you need. 
Somebody's got to be the pawn. Somebody's got to lay down and sacrifice. Somebody's got to be the queen. Somebody's got to be the rook, you know, going around doing all of the, the, the moves and things like that and blocking and holding off for the queen. And, you know, it, it, it's like that. all these different things come into play. Do we understand how many souls are at stake here? Right. A God that is dealing with each and every one of our lives, and there are trillions of lives that we're talking about over years and years and years. Mm-hmm. But every life has meaning. Yep. That's the mind-blowing stuff. So we know that if we do our part, if we play just like a, 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 a big movie, if you play your part in the movie, the movie will come out with a happy ending. <laughs> But if somebody over here, you over here saying something out of turn, or you done walked in on a scene that you ain't have no business being there, you're going to mess the whole thing up. And so, and then you've got to get somebody else, what, an understudy to come in your place because you didn't do what you were supposed to in that scene. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, we all have a responsibility, and, and I really think that God really kind of drives it home when he tells you that if I, he tells the prophet, if I give you a word and you do not say it, mm-hmm. then the blood is on your hand. Mm-hmm. Yes. To understand the severity of the call that this soul is, is in your hands. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and I think that's where, you know, Eli faltered where he didn't want to chastise his sons. Right. You know, but it seems like he was doing everything else that he needed to do. Mm-hmm. But he had just that one fault. Mm-hmm. But that one fault blemished the house of God. Yeah. That's, that was the issue. Now, if his sons were doing otherwise, you know, you know, where no one may have known this, it still blemishes God's house. It's just hidden. It's not known to everybody. But this was known to everybody on the streets, people talking about it, what Eli's sons are doing. So what happens there is when, you know, it's, it's like the, the, the Japanese, if the son or daughter goes out and does something, it's a huge hit on the family. Because they go, oh, you dishonored the family. Right. Because everyone is talking about us now. Now what happens? The respect that we had, people don't respect us anymore. Anymore. You see what I'm saying? So now Eli has an authority that he still has to uphold with this office that he carries. But now, because of what his sons are doing, the people are not respecting the office anymore. They're talking about Eli. They're talking about his sons. So what do you think the next time when Eli comes to give a word from the Lord, you think anybody's going to take heed? They're not going to listen. So God's like, I've got to remove this. 
you have tarnished my house. I I think John as well, Pastor, that may have just Eli may have discredited himself as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it says in fourteen that you know thirteen has mentioned that God has swore and you know when God swear anything. <laughs> he doesn't have to swear for you to know he's serious. <laughs>
God works with us as he always says in mysterious ways. Yeah. His ways are not our ways. But we can learn those ways that he wants us to learn. If we allow ourselves to receive, we have to be in a receiving moment. You know, just like, you know, when Moses first, you know, encountered God in that desert, and he told him to get that staff, and when that staff turned to the snake, he ran. He's like, man, that's a snake. <laughs> I'm not picking that thing up. God's like telling him to pick the snake up. You know, he didn't want to do it. Uh-huh. Wait, but you have to be open because uh-huh. God wouldn't put you in danger. Right. Yes. He's not going to put you in danger. Right. So, right. You, know, you know, but, you know, any of us would have probably done the same thing. God told me to pick up a snake. I'm like, look, God, you know what? <laughs> Right. Can we talk about this real quick? <laughs> Can I have a one-on-one with you right now? Okay. I've got some issues I need to lay out on the table. <laughs> so, but, you know, hey, you just being truthful, though, because we always say, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. When you you hear about a thing, you see a thing, you it's easy for you to make a, a judgment call now because you've already known the outcome. I mean, come on. But if it was us in the heat of the moment when God came to us and said, you know, put yourself in Jonah's shoes and go to these people who are over here, you know, doing cannibalism and, 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 and killing people and all this other stuff over in Nineveh, I need you to go deliver a message to them and tell them they don't act right. I'm going to kill them all. The people who are doing the killing, you want me to go to tell them to stop? Yeah. I might not make it out alive, God. That's what Jonah was thinking. Like, these people are crazy. I don't want. I don't want to. Can you find somebody else? You know, they always. You know, when you're on your job, he's like, you know what, Johnny ain't doing that. Why don't you go get Johnny to do it? You know, because she don't want to do it. <laughs> you know, so I can understand. You know what? What you know, we all would go through in the heat of the moment if God called us to do something outside of the ordinary. Because even so, as you was reading that, if you read the first fifteen, verse fifteen. Samuel had a little fear on him at the end, and he didn't even want to tell Eli what had been told to him. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's been committed to the call as well, not just hearing it, you know. So, yes, you have to add her some kind of way. All right, so, all right, um, but nonetheless, that that's what we're dealing with is is answering the call, being committed to the call, and being diligent about the call as well, because that's that's just what it's all about when we when we're dealing with God. That's the moral of the story, pretty much. So um, next week we'll be doing chapter four of First Samuel, uh, and this gets into, you know, 
like I said, some pretty heavy stuff. So read through it, get, get some notes down, uh, and and go from there. And we'll we'll see you guys back next week, chapter four. Some crazy stuff going down. You know, finish his wife has a baby. Something something big happens to the ark. I'm not gonna tell it. I want you to read it. So, uh, but it's it's some good stuff going down in chapter four. So. Prepare yourselves next week, because like I told you guys, I might just call on somebody to give the Bible study. So prepare yourself. I'll take heed. All right. Okay. Anyone have any special prayer requests? Okay. Mm-hmm. People that we know are um, still in the um, Islamic, that, that is not being yet. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Some family members that side and so they, they, they don't get back any light, and some of them lose their home, they top up their home. Right. Oh, wow. So, um, okay. And pray around that. Okay. And then he's on her way. Um, she will arrive tonight here at maybe about 12, 12 o'clock. Oh, okay. Okay. All righty then. Amen. Amen. Pray for her safe travels. Yes. Amen. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we lift you up, Lord God, this evening. Yes. We thank you, Lord God, for this time of with you, Lord Father. Thank you, Lord God, for your permissive will, Lord God, that would allow us, Lord God, to receive revelation in your word. Yes. Thanking you, Lord God, for this body of Christ, Lord God, this family, Lord God, and this coming together. And I'd like to pray, Lord God, a special prayer, Lord God, for our unity in the faith, Lord Father. I pray, Lord God, that we continue to Trust one another, Lord God. Trust, Lord God, the God that is in each other, Lord Father, and the purpose that we have together. Lord God, you're doing something in this word. And you're manifesting it, Lord God, in the flesh. Lord God, you continue to keep calling us by the Spirit, Lord God, in different words, Lord God, in actions, Lord Father, even through our children ministering to us, Lord God. I pray, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, that our eyes be open to see, that our ears be open to hear, that we would heed the word of the Lord, Lord God, in our lives, that you would say, well done, my good and faithful servant, that you have been faithful amongst a few things. I pray, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, that we did not deny the call that is within us, Lord God, but that we would answer. I pray, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, that we would Continue to be blessed, Lord God, by new members, Lord Father, and that we would open up, Lord God, find out, Lord God, and push them, Lord Father, to their purpose, Lord God. The Lord Father, we would continue to lay the tracks and the opportunities, Lord God, for people to be full and 100% into their ministry, Lord Father, whether it's a Sunday school teacher, whether, Lord God, it's an attendant to the church, whether, Lord God, it's a musician, Lord God, Lord God, whether it's 
you know, any position, Lord Father, that, that is available, Lord God. We open ourselves up, Lord God, to be able to receive the souls, Lord Father, that you would have for the house of David, Lord Father, and prayer works, Lord Father. I pray, Lord Father, that you would bless, Lord God, all that we do. Order our steps, I pray, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that we will be pleasing before you, Lord God. I pray in the name of Jesus. The time draws nigh. That I call many. I need laborers. I need laborers. I need laborers. For many die. In sin, I love my children. I wish that none would fall. Answer the call. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord God, I pray for those that have been mentioned, Lord God. For your mercy and grace. In Jesus' name. Yes. guys on Sunday, a powerful word God has ready for you guys, powerful word God has ready, so guys have a blessed evening, thank you guys, good night, God bless you.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.